Hey, this is Pastor Nate Cook, and you're listening to Pontificating Pastors, a podcast where we lock two pastors in a room and let them just talk about anything and everything. So we hope you'll enjoy this episode of Pontificating Pastors. Hey, Michael, how are you doing this week? I'm doing all right, Nate. How are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty good, pretty good. Had a, a little bit of an accident with the razor today, you probably noticed. <laughs> yeah, you you seem to have a lot more hair on your head and not so much on your chin. Yeah, so uh, those of you who have seen our avatar for pontificating pastors, uh, Pastor Nate's beard that Bill Kalfas drew so epically is is now nothing more than stubble. Yeah. Uh, so I have this razor, and this is just me. I'm super low maintenance. And so what I do is I shave my beard, and then I just let it grow and grow and grow. Uh, maybe trim it here and there, not very often. I'm not good at maintenance. In, in my life, I'm not good at maintenance. We probably should talk about that at some point. But yeah. today I pick up the <laughs> razor. Yeah. I pick up the razor today and I can't find the guard that I usually oh, use to no. shave it. So I just decide, here's the deal. I'm going to hover. I'm going to hover at the same <laughs> level. And I actually had a little bit of a system. I was going to put the blunt end of the razor that didn't have the clippers on it on my face and just raise the other a little bit. Mm. But it was all patchy and splotchy. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah. You are not supposed to shave after the avatar has been drawn and placed on the internet. That's right. So uh, we, I'm not going to commission Bill to draw a new one. We're just going to wait. <laughs> wait let it grow back. till it grows out. And, uh, you so can't go out in public. No, got to get no my photo, hair cut no now box. because yeah. my hair looks like a giant Q-tip on top of this really small beard. It's really, it's really funny because I didn't <laughs> expect your hair to be so, so large because it, it's wild. Kind of balanced. It's all perspective, man. And, and your head, your head seems smaller with a whole lot more hair. You look a lot more like your son Tyler today. There you go. Yeah. Well, that makes me feel good because people think he's handsome. So he's um, a good-looking kid. Um. So today, I thought we would start with just something funny that has happened in church. We're pastors, and sometimes. You, you almost can't even draw up the things that happen in church. So I'll let you go first, or if you need some time to think, you can, you can throw it <laughs> oh, back to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know that I have a funny church story, but whenever you greeted me and I just said, yeah, I'm doing fine, um, it made me think of Miss Jackson, because when I, when I was, you just didn't ask Is that me Janet? No, no. Because it's only Miss Jackson if you're <laughs> no, nasty, no, I think. No, totally, no, totally different. Yeah, yeah. I'm having a, a visual image of Miss Jackson in comparison to Janet Jackson. It's a totally different scene. Okay. okay. Um, but she used to, you'd say, hey, how are you, Miss Jackson? And she would say, well, let me tell you. And she'd start telling you about her sciatica, and she'd start telling you about the car wreck she nearly had that week, pulling out of United and how busy that parking lot is. And, you know, and she'd just tell you everything. And so you didn't ask unless you really no, wanted to so know. No, so we had like this whole thing where we were like, oh, here comes Miss Jackson. Somebody else, who, I can't, I don't have time to greet her. Somebody <laughs> else, somebody else greet Miss Jackson. But. At some points, I appreciate the honesty there because it's better than the, I'm fine. Oh, yeah. It How is, are you doing she, today? Yeah, well, with Miss Jackson, you realize that 
after you got after you got through listening, she would say, "And how are you?" And she, and if you went on the same kind of rant that she went on, she'd have sat there and listened to you because she thought that's what we were doing. Yeah, like she it wasn't yeah. one sided for her. She thought, "Well, if we come to church and we ask each other how we're doing, we can answer that." And maybe that's a beautiful thing, actually. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It it. It it's definitely was a lesson for me in in that regard because I realized that when I when I had a complaint or I had some uh, lamentation to offer that she I mean she'd stop and pray for me right there you know she was she was all in when you said how you doing right she answered honestly but yeah we we didn't always have time to have that conversation at the <laughs> on a Sunday morning at the front door I understand um, so my funny story is actually my wife's funny story but. The way it was told to me was so funny that it has become my funny story. So, you know, after church, my wife works in our kids' ministry, and she actually leads the kids' ministry. And so every Sunday, there's this conversation of, well, how was, how was things in kids' church today? How were things in kids' church? And she'll say, how did, how did your service go? And, and one Sunday, I, I say, so how was kids' church today? And she says... I got booed. <laughs> and I I look at her and I, I'm saying, excuse me, you got what? What happened? She goes, I got booed during worship. So she she takes these kids and she leads them in worship. And she oh, has the videos and the dance moves and everything. You know how kids' no. church is. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And they're all moving around. There's this one kid. <laughs> who has had the worst morning in the history of mornings, apparently. And, and he comes from a tough place. I mean, that's just the reality of it. And as soon as she is done with the singing, he just looks at her, puts the thumb straight down and goes, boo, <laughs> boo. Oh my word. And I said, um, yeah, that's one I've actually never heard no. before. I've never gotten booed. Never during never. worship. So, uh, yeah, good stuff. Church is a great place, but it's also a place where you'll find uh, sometimes some things that they really almost seem unreal unless you're there to experience them. Well, today I thought we might jump off a, a little bit here and talk about something I've just kind of personally been been meditating on, if you will. I'm I'm going to probably end up preaching a series on Psalm 23. I may have mentioned this last week, but right. but I've just kind of been in that first verse of the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I used to funny talking about funny things as a kid. I thought that that meant that we didn't want him to be our shepherd. <laughs> it's like get that away, make any sense? Run away! I don't want you. What? Is this yeah. in scripture? Like this? A, I'm, and they wanted me to memorize it, and I'm like, I don't want to memorize that. <laughs> I don't want to not want you. That's right. I'm not. I'm not even saying that. You know, I think because I just thought it was terribly offensive. Newer versions say, "I lack nothing," which is probably um yeah, a better yeah. way to say that anyway well but. yeah i mean and and then it goes on to describe you know this feast that is set up before you and the defense that comes for you and he walks with you and he cares for you and i'm thinking why don't we want him 
Right. Yeah. Like, it yeah. was just totally confusing exactly. to me. That's too. awesome. <laughs> but I, I think we, we, you and I have talked a lot about um, this idea of the myth of scarcity and the idea that uh, I, I've just been thinking about this idea mm-hmm. of what if I really believe that, that because the Lord is my shepherd, I really lack nothing. And I, I'm not all well, even talking about just materially here, but obviously. Sure. Sure. No, that's what, that's what makes us spend $9 billion every Black Friday. Yes. You know, uh, there's a myth of scarcity. I got to get there. My kid won't get a Wii U. You know, and the whole marketplace operates on this myth of scarcity. Oh, there's not enough. Yeah, because Nintendo doesn't know how to make enough consoles for the client base. You know, sure they do. They just Nintendo like is like the king of this. <laughs> they love it. I have a story from the original Wii that came out. Right. And my son got all these gift cards from grandparents and relatives, and that's what he wanted for Christmas. And so right after Christmas... We were going to go buy the Wii when it first yeah. came out, oh. and we could not find them Cause, anywhere. Because you're just going to go to the store and get one. No, you have, yeah. to, have, you have to do insider trading with Walmart employees. <laughs> what we did was call every day to the same target, and when they got some in, <laughs> this is how badly we bought into it. I mean, it was bad. I'm a pastor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, this is confession today, but there you go. This we jumped directly in the car and drove to Target. Yes. Said to the couple with marital distress, I'm sorry, I can't finish this session with you. No, no, go. I was a youth <laughs> pastor then. I didn't have too many married couples. Oh, right. Yeah, Not too right. many. Youth yeah. pastors really don't work all that much. No, we didn't. We, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Only going to every football game and Although every I, basketball game. I will every say game. that I thought when I started working more with adults that the problems would be different, but... I'm realizing we adults don't really grow up a whole lot. Oh, listen, I, man. I was reading Frederick Beekner's commentary on baptism the other day. Yeah. As we were talking about I love baptism. Frederick Beekner. Oh, I love him. I love him to death. Um, and he says, he said, uh, you know, on infant baptism, he said, you know, I'm really just not convinced that the infant knows any less than the Archbishop of Canterbury about the mysterious love of God. So, yeah, I'm okay with infant baptism. That (laughs) is awesome. (laughs) In fact, you know, Jesus kind of implies that the infant might know more, because what does an infant do? Trust. Trust. Relax in, cries for when it needs something. But Mm -hmm. but the ultimate thing is that picture of like the infant at its mother's breast is one of Mm -hmm. God and and God's people. I mean, sure. Sure. Come on, and we run away from it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, I need to be self-sufficient. Yeah. I, you know, right. we've all bought in more to Nietzsche than we have to, to you know. So Christ. anyway, we go to get this Wii, and we run to the store, and there are a million Wiis there that day because they had just gotten them in, <laughs> and then like three months later, you can find them everywhere. Oh sure. You know, sure. once the Wii craze had had died down a right, little bit, and right. once Christmas was over. And I think, uh, you know, we live in this world that continually convinces us of what we lack. I mean, forget your iPhone 7. That is so passe, right? I mean, it's so last year. Um, Now you need the 8 or the X. I mean, if you want to spend a a grand. And I know you're probably an Android guy, but I don't know what the equivalent is. Sure, You'll have to help me there. I, you know, I don't know what the equivalent is either. I'm not. (laughs) You're trying to stay away from that newest, greatest, better. I'm I'm not. uh, 
I, I get so anxious when it's time to buy a new phone because I'm like, what if I get the wrong one? And then two months in, I'm like, this is, this thing sucks and I don't want it. And then I've got it for another 18 months or whatever, you know, until the next time I just, it stresses me out. So, you know, I, yeah. I try to think about it unless it's time to think about it because I just get, you know, because here, here's the deal is I used to worry every, I, I think every time I take my phone out of my pocket and somebody else sees it, am I, am I responsible for the covetous feelings that I cause in others, you know, um, because, well, it's like Peter Rollins. You, you know who Peter Rollins is? You like, Peter Oh Rollins? yeah. I love Peter Rollins. Peter Rollins is crazy. He says some of the craziest stuff. He says, uh, fragility. That's what it's about. The Christian life. It's about fragility, realizing that it's all just futile. You can't have happiness. It's not real. It's not a thing, you know, because you look over at your neighbor and they have all this stuff and you hate them for it. <laughs> Dude, I have no idea what you just said, but your Peter Rollins accent is spot on. <laughs> I am so impressed right now. <laughs> well, no, I, I know what you're talking about. It's all futility, yeah, right? It's because... all futility. And, it's, and so he basically is saying that that you look at your neighbor and you hate them for what they have and then you get it and it turns out it doesn't make you any happier. And that's so, that old grass is greener. The grass is greener. I need that thing. It's well, and what's crazy about it is that really the issue is covetousness, right? Which is the 10th commandment, right? right? It's yeah. the end of the list, but it turns out that everything like the reason that we end up worshiping other gods is because, we coveted. The reason that we murder is because we covet. The reason we commit adultery is because we covet. The reason that we don't honor the Sabbath is because we covet the time that we would spend doing something else, right? We don't rest because we covet and we need yeah. to get our hands on whatever that is. That's good, man. That's really good. We're we're actually going to talk about a little bit of that this week at my church. We're, we talked about creation last week and and that's the thing is that creation was abundant. It was yeah. everything they needed. Yeah. And then the one thing, they begin to covet the one thing that they didn't have. And, and so the serpent can... says, you know, did God really say? <laughs> and yeah, God's trying to keep that you one thing from you. So, oh, yeah. That, that's the history of Israel. Later on, yeah. they're going to be like, give us a king. Give us right. a king. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's because the kings made them wealthy somehow, you know, because kings had warriors and warriors looted treasuries and treasuries made you wealthy. You know, I mean, I think probably the, as we're planting a church and I, I have a lot of conversations with other church planters, it's always, it's always the same thing, the same conversation. If we just had a little more money, right. right? And yeah. then you talk to, to pastors, you know, of established churches and well, if we just had a little more money. If we could just pay off our building, that's yeah. where ours is right yeah. now. Yeah. No, there's money is not, what's missing from church money yeah. is not what's missing from my relationship with God or my relationship with my wife or my relationship with my children. Resources are not the problem. We, even if we, even if we had less, which right now well, I would say that we're living well resourced. We have plenty. Yeah. If, oh yeah. You know, but, uh, even if you don't, uh, you know, resources aren't the problem. Uh, seeing people as the resource, seeing people as the, 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 the path to happiness. You know, there's this thing on PBS. Um, it was really great. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I actually ordered the DVD because I enjoyed it so much. It's called this emotional life. And this emotional life was this grand study of couples and, 
and people uh, and just to, to understand what happiness is and uh, right and in the pursuit of trying to figure out what 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 brings us happiness of course you know does money bring you happiness and they were like well money money certainly sets the scene for you to be happy uh, you know or at least not distracted by right by right. you know existence things. or just yeah, survival exa- yeah. Yeah. survival you cannot be distracted by survival so you can you can do what would make you happy um but ultimately the whole program is a three part program and it all came down to happiness is directly correlated to the value or the uh the quality of relationships that you have have wow hey that'll preach right there and that's PBS, right? Yeah, it's PBS. It was really yes. good. Yes. <laughs> so um, bringing this back around here as we, we start to think about maybe some theological reflection, um, I, I think that's why more and more I feel drawn to the Lord's table, to the Lord's supper, to uh, Eucharist, because, um, you know, when we when we receive communion, one of the things I always want to make sure is there's always extra bread because because we're making a statement about oh, the yeah. kingdom of God. Yeah, yeah. I remember my favorite uh, communion we ever uh, had at community was when we rented a wedding fountain and we dumped <laughs> gallons and gallons of grape juice in it. Uh-huh. And and then we turned it on and, you know, it was just spraying out grape juice and some was splattering on the floor. Thankfully, it was a concrete floor we were worshiping in at the time, but um, I mean, it's just, it's just overflowing. And then we got regular sized cups and we got big chunks and <laughs> loaves of bread and we just had sure. loaves and loaves. And sure. we said, yeah, yeah. you know, there is always enough grace. There's more than enough. There's always, yeah, more than enough mercy. There's more than enough of the things that really matter, the relational mm-hmm. things we're talking about. And sure. it's, it's in realizing that, that we are able then to not, hate our neighbor because we want what our neighbor has. Sure. I remember th- when my kids were little, they used to uh, watch VeggieTales and they were all on on uh, VHS. I can't believe I said that out loud. <laughs> and DVD. <laughs> and that's about all they watched. And so at uh-huh. Christmas time, we would say, what do you want for Christmas? And they would not have ever seen commercials hardly. And they didn't want anything. And so I think part of the Christian uh, yeah, yeah. conundrum is us walking out into a world where we're constantly told you lack, you lack, you lack, you lack. Yeah, and, sure. and then we live in a, a reality of God's kingdom that says, oh, you have everything you need. You have sure. abundance. I will provide everything you need relationally. I will provide everything uh, that you need. I heard our, our college president, Dr. Keith Newman, said this. If God has called you to do it, you will have everything you need to accomplish mm. the work. Yeah. And so Could then we, our task yeah. is just with God partnering to find out what is God calling us to do. Sure. Like but, but it's hard to it's hard in a world of marketing to 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 walk in that kind of faith. Yeah. Um Oh I, yeah, I'm I'm yeah. learning it all the time. Yeah, that's <laughs> not that, well sometimes. Right, because because there's there's something for that, right? There's a medication for that. There's an app for that. There's yeah, a, right. So so I don't. There's a high from shopping for that. Yes, yes. I can I can fix what ails me. I just need to find the right ad so that I can get the address and go get it. Or Amazon will have a drone fly it straight to your. Oh phone. man, yeah. And you Amazon, know, so. it's like it's almost like there's not even money involved. You just see it, you click it, it's there. It's like 
Oh, oh yeah, that did go out of my bank account. Yeah, yeah. Forgot there's about no, that. There's no money involved until your spouse goes, "What? What is this? Yeah, what, yeah. what is this Amazon purchase? What did you buy?" So my wife is really she she likes to shop for things like clothes and stuff, but she she's very frugal. But I'm the one who doesn't really care about shopping for clothes. But then if you get me an electronic store, it's that one time huge impulse purchase <laughs> that I'm paying sure. for. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, that's gonna kill us. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Well, I um, man, I there's so much we could go into on this, and oh. I can't believe we're already almost at 20 minutes. But you you have some final thoughts uh, today about maybe maybe how do then we live into it? Um, I think I think gratitude is the way to live into. Um, I think you know I think you hit it on the head by talking about Eucharist, by talking about communion. Um, I have rules about it. It it has to be a good quality. And there has to be more than enough, um, because when you come to the table, uh, there, we shouldn't we shouldn't have to worry about whether or not there's more than enough. I think that was Paul's chastisement of the church uh, early on. You know, don't have a meal and eat up all the food from the people who don't have enough. You know, yeah, don't it wasn't like about their morality that made them unworthy. Yeah. It was about the like, way they were. Yeah. Well, we read we read. You know, when you think about. Uh, Eucharist, when you think about communion, you see p- somber people walking forward in a line at church to receive the elements. And it's somehow, you got to treat it with all kinds of sanctity and, and, and things like that. And you can't, there's no smiling. Uh, there's certainly no cutting up in line. And, uh, and then you better go sit quietly and hold your cup and wait until you've been given instructions, you know. So I like to tear off a big chunk of king's hawaiian loaf and dip it in some welch's grape juice and say hey um don't tear off a tiny little piece so you have to stick your fingers in everybody else's juice yeah come up here tear off a big enough piece there's plenty i'm holding one loaf and there's more loaves sitting on the table and we've got a pitcher full of grape juice ready to refill and if we get a big hunk that falls off in there and it's gross we'll dump it out and re-pour the the thing, you know, and people are just like, you know, I'm sure there's some You've thought of it all, dude. Yeah, I'm just telling them, you know, listen, don't walk up here. If you want to dance on your way to the table, then you dance up here because this is exciting. And and if we don't take on a, a lifestyle of gratitude, then we will always live in a bitterness that wants more. Yeah, and I think that's the importance to me of weekly attendance to services and and taking the Eucharist as often as possible, communion. It's just the idea that we keep, I mean, the scripture continually says, don't forget, don't forget. I mean, we get mm-hmm. amnesia. And so, yeah, when we approach that table and we realize uh, there is always more than enough grace, more than enough mercy, there is more than enough uh, to go around. I like what you said about Thanksgiving. Uh, my wife and I went, we had a project and I don't think either one of us finished to a thousand, but there's a book about a thousand gifts and trying to list a thousand things you're thankful for. And at some point you get to the really, really simple things like breath, you yeah. know, and, yeah. and I think that that may be the secret. I think you mm-hmm. touched on it there of, of helping us to get away from scarcity and live in abundance, man. Yeah. Some great stuff today. Hey, before we leave, I found a picture. We've talked about Texas pride. I found a picture and some old pictures I was going through. You know, it's almost graduation for Tyler and uh, of me and you in giant foam cowboy hats. <laughs> oh, that's, that's been a while. 
Yeah. That's been wild. These right giant foam cowboy hats. And then I also found a picture of the uh, Caribbean delegation that we gave them to. All of them lined up with these <laughs> giant cowboy hats on. I'm going to throw them out on the Facebook page where I post the link to this just for Alrighty. fun. So I be see looking it. for that. Hey, I'm love you, brother. And I hope you, you have too. a great week. We'll see you. All right. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks again for listening to Pontificating Pastors. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor or any one of the other platforms. We hope you have a great week.